morning. Let us pray. Lord God, Father in heaven, bless you once again for another day. We thank you, Father, for blessing us by waking us up this morning. And calling us into your presence in order that you can speak to us, explain to us some things that we must know in order to live out this day in a way that would be a blessing not only to you, but to everyone that we come in contact with this day. So I pray, Father, that we would listen carefully. Pray, Father, that we would apply the things that you say to us today in our lives in hopes of, again, blessing you and blessing our neighbor. In Jesus' name I ask and pray. Amen. Once again, good morning, neighbors. I'm reading out of the book of Colossians, and I'd like to share with you some things that I have seen, some things that God has spoken to me, and I hope that it will bless you. In particular, Colossians chapter 2. So I'd like to invite you to come over here with me and walk with me and Let me share with you some things that I've seen. I will begin by reading from Colossians chapter 2, verse 6. And I'll read from 6 all the way through verse 15. That will be our particular section that we'll be reading from today. Amen? So I want to invite you to open up your Bibles again to Colossians chapter 2. Begin Begin, and I'll begin reading at verse 6. So then, just as you received Christ, Jesus, as Lord, continue to live in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow, deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the basic principles of this world rather than on Christ. For in Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. And you have been given fullness in Christ, who is the head over every power and authority, In him you were also circumcised in the putting off of the sinful nature, not with a circumcision done by the hands of men, but with the circumcision done by Christ, having been buried with him in baptism and raised with him through your faith in the power of God, who raised him from the dead. When you were dead in your sins, And in the uncircumcision of your sinful nature, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins, having canceled the written code with his regulations that was given 
that was against us and that stood opposed to us. He took it away, nailing it to the cross. And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. Amen. Of course, there's more, but we're going to stop there. And I'd like to just deal with this particular section for a moment. I'd like to take you over to verse 6, especially. Notice what Paul exhorts us to do. In verse 6, he says, Continue to live in Him. That is, in who? In Christ. Now, some of you, you're probably reading from Bible versions like the King James Version, I'm pretty sure. It says continue to walk. It says to walk in Christ. Not to continue, but it just says to walk in Christ. Now, this is a translation of uh, the Greek word peripateo. And it's peripateo in kurio. To walk in the Lord. And so I want to just kind of dwell on that for a moment. What does it mean to walk in the Lord? Have you ever thought about that? How do you walk in the Lord? Now you got to remember the Lord. you got to first of all understand who the Lord is. The Lord, whenever you see that word, the Lord in the in the New Testament especially, this speaks about God. It speaks about a God that is not only the God of the New Testament, but he's also the the I'm saying I'm sorry, he's not only the Lord of the New Testament, but he's also the Lord of the Old Testament. That's what I'm trying to tell you here. So this is the same Lord of the Old Testament, the same Lord that our forefathers, for those who believe in Christ Jesus, that's who I'm speaking to right now, especially. Our forefathers, that is our ancestors, those who have gone before us. Those who are even right now in the presence of the Lord our God in heaven. This is the same Lord that they trusted in. It's the same Lord that beginning with Abraham, spoke to Abraham, spoke to Isaac, Jacob, and all the prophets of the Old Testament. It's the same Lord that is, even right now, speaking to us through these words that are written in our Bibles. This is how we must think when we're living in Christ. It is a way of thinking that is not, how can I say it? Um, usual for us as, as people in general. You know, we don't normally think in these terms. We don't normally think in these ways, especially from day to day. But we got to start thinking this way, people of God. We got to start thinking about our lives in a way that God, that is the Lord, 
our God wants us to think about our lives. He wants, he wants us to think about our lives in a way that is, it transcends all that we know. It transcends all that we are right here in earth. Are you with me? The Bible talks a lot about this. It talks about walking with God, walking with the Lord our God. It's a term that, again, it describes the way we should live. It's a term that describes the way that we should behave. And that's why I, re- I really prefer the word walking. I mean, it's a it's an archaic term. Now, you know, most most dictionaries would say it's archaic. So, but the best way to describe that then is to live our life. To live our life continually in the Lord. And that's what NIV is basically, that's what I'm reading from right now is trying to say. It's saying live in him. But really, I mean, continue to live in him. But really what I, I like best is to continue to live your life in him. I hope that you're with me on this. Because when you continue to live your life in the Lord, our God, your life will be very different. Different from those around you. You will say things that are different from the people around you, especially people who are not Christians. And you will be oftentimes even um, ostracized. And what I mean by that is a lot of people will not want to be around you. Especially for you who have just become Christians. Because your speech, the way you talk, the way you talk about Jesus, they're... To, for them, it's, it's, it's not normal. It's not natural. And so these, these people will oftentimes begin, like I said, to ostracize you. That is, they will, they will walk away from you and not want to be around you. I'll never forget when I first became a Christian. Uh, a lot of my friends, the friends that I had, before I became a Christian, they began to walk away from me. They, when I say walk away from me, they didn't want to no longer live with me. They didn't no longer want to be my friend. Because I, all I wanted to talk about was Jesus. And I talked a lot about Jesus, especially when I first became a Christian. Because I was so excited about being a Christian. I was so excited about my sins being forgiven. And for you who are living right now in the Lord, I hope that that's how you live in your life from day to day. I hope that you're living your life in a way that Paul speaks about here, rooted and built up. In him. Like a tree. That grows. From the ground. 
It has roots up underneath. I don't know if any of you ever been to the Sequoia Mountains, but I have. And while up there, there are trees up there in the Sequoia Mountains here in California. Trees that, that rises so high that when you look up at them, and as they rise into the sky, they soon, it soon disappears. You can't even see the tops of them because they're that tall. And they rise high up into the sky. There's a section in the Sequoia Mountains where the, these same trees have fallen over. They get old, just like we do. And they fall over and they die. They die, I should say, and then fall over. And uh, some of these trees that have died and have fallen over, you get opportunity to see the roots of these trees. Now, don't get me wrong, the roots don't go as, they're not as uh, long as the tree itself, but they're pretty long. They're pretty wide, and they spread out really wide, and they're very thick, and, and, and just, you know, in order to sustain that tree, they have to be. But normally you don't see those roots. But it's those same roots that are, that are, that are, are in the ground, the same, when those trees are alive, when, they're, when those roots are in the ground, those, those roots, they, they get the nutrients that that tree needs in order to live. And so this is what Paul is describing here when he says to root yourself in the Lord, to build yourself up in the Lord. That's how we should be growing as Christians. We should be growing strong by being rooted in the knowledge and the wisdom and the admonition of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Are you with me now? How do you do that? Well, Paul, he explains how, how we should do this. He says, see to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and basic principles of this world rather than on Christ. You should depend on no one else but Christ in your life as a Christian. When you start to depend on the world and what they think about this Lord and what, what they think about your Lord, I should say, you will be misled. They will mislead you. They will lead you astray. And like sheep, you will go after the things of this world instead of the things of the Lord, our God, which has been revealed in Jesus Christ. So Paul warns us to be careful, to be in prayer. From day to day. To be in meditation. Reading the word of God. Meditating on the word of God. Asking the Lord to speak to you. In your life from day to day. And reveal the mystery. Of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To a point of where you are filled with the knowledge. And the wisdom. Of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And that the Lord your God. You're confessing to him. Your sins. And you're asking him to forgive you. It's a relationship with the Lord our God. Even though. Again like I said. You don't 
you don't see him with your eyes, your physical eyes. All of this is by faith. As Christians, that's what we do. We walk by faith, not by sight. It's not what we see. Or in, in many ways, it's not what we hear, especially from those who are not believers. Now, don't get me wrong. You can listen to them. But you should always, when you listen to them, you should be thinking about what they're saying and you should be comparing it with the Word of God. That's why it's so important to read the Word of God and to learn it, to understand it, to apply it, to be in constant prayer with the Lord your God so you can be constantly comparing and asking Him, Lord God, you know, is it true that there is no God? That's what people who are not Christians are saying. There's no God. These people who call themselves atheists, they argue to a point of where it's very concerning to me and so forth. You know, when you're in those times and when you're in those moments, that's when your faith comes in. It has to kick in. And you have to say, you know, no, that's not true. That's not what my that's not what the Bible teaches me. Do you know that the Bible it doesn't, it's not really written to prove that God exists. It's not written to do that. As a matter of fact, most, the, most of your Bible is written in a way that, that's the, that's, the truth is, is that God does exist and He's not interested in proving to you that He does exist. He's not interested in that. Because He knows that He already exists. So he's not really all that interested in proving that he exists. And we shouldn't be all that concerned in finding out if he exists or not. What we should be concerned about is trusting that he does exist. Our faith begins there. It begins with the fear of the Lord. To know God begins with, 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 with trusting that he exists already. And so we live our life from day to day trusting that the Lord exists. We live our life from day to day trusting that he has, that he has committed to us, that he has made a promise to us, that he'll be there for us. He'll be here with us, walking with us talking with us and sharing with us those things which we need to know in order to truly glorify Him and then truly to love Him with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength and to love each other. This is what Paul is talking about. He's talking about living our life here in the earth as we wait for the return of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in a way that shows that God is in us and that we are in Him. Amen? I mean, that's the life of the Christian. And it's very exciting. And, I, you know, this is what I want for you. And this is what Paul really is saying here. And what he wants for you. And he wants you to live your life in a way that uh, you can experience God. And that's why he goes on to say in verse 9. It says, For it's in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. It's in Christ. 
That's why when Jesus was in the earth and when he spoke to his disciples and the disciples wanted to see, see God, basically, see God the Father. And they asked Jesus to show, show them God the Father. Jesus said, well, you see me, you see God the Father. <laughs> you know, I'm it. This is it. You're looking at him right now. Whenever you, whenever you, whenever you talk to the Lord Jesus Christ, you're talking to basically the Father Himself as well. Because as as God, and they're one God, they're they're united. Although they're distinct in their persons, meaning they're different persons. Say, for example, God the Father is the one who begat the Son. Uh, they're different in that sense. They're still God. There's only one God. And, and God had, the Father has chosen to reveal Himself through the Son to you, to us. And that's why it says, all the fullness of the deity lives in Him. Jesus is a man, that's for sure. But He's also God. He's fully God and he's fully man. The Bible doesn't explain how that works. I can't explain that to you how it works. All I can do is just tell you that. And again, by faith, you have to trust that. We trust that. Amen? And there's more there that Paul talks about. And I, I can continue to go on and on, but we, we need to stop there for now. And I, I just hope that I have whet your appetite. For learning how to walk in the Lord. That is, how to live your life continually. To continually live your life in the Lord, our God. God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen? So... Today, I want to challenge you to live your life, Christian. Continually live your life in the Lord. Wherever you, you may go today, continually live your life in the Lord. That is, be in prayer, constant communication. That's when I, when I say be in prayer, I mean constant, that means constant communication with the Lord your God. And get to a place where you're not only praying to the Lord your God, you're also asking and talking with other Christians as well in your life. Sharing with them your faith. And with non-Christians, unbelievers as well. If you truly believe, this is what you will do. Just as I'm doing with you right now. Amen? Let's pray. Lord God, Father in heaven, bless you once again for speaking with us this morning. And Father, we pray right now to you that you would have your way with us to stay, that you would walk with us, talk with us, and that we would obey you in everything that we do, trusting that this is what truly pleases you.
trusting that you will reward us eventually with eternal life for our commitment to you in Christ Jesus, our Lord. United with him. It is you, Father, who have united us with him. It is you, Lord God, our Father, who have united us with yourself by the Holy Spirit. And all these things we trust that you will do. So we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.